1: La emoción de la libertad everyone welcome to another edition of prime Tech. today we are having a conversation with dr Prince Pambo someone who is a medical expert he's worked with CAF, he's worked with the Ghana Football Association as a the team doctor of the Black Stars. Currently, he's served in various capacities when it comes to football within different federations, both at the Calf and at FIFA. And uh, many of us have heard of his work, but how did he get to the point that we all know him to be someone who provides medical care for the sportsmen and women that we see out there? Because it is only their health that gives them the opportunity to be able to be on the pitch and give us the passion that they have and bring the smiles that we get on our faces. Dr. Prince Pambo, my guest on Pine Take. Doc. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Very well. it Yes. Merry Christmas in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much for your time. Um, we are grateful that you gave an opportunity to have this conversation with you. Yeah. We've heard of Dr. Prince Pambo, what you do for... Sportsmen and women, but we many of us barely have an idea about the kind of person Dr. Prince Pambo is, uh, how he started and how he got here.
0: All right, um, thank you very much for the opportunity to um dig into my life, if I should put it so. Like you rightly said, what everybody knows is the products we put out there, but yeah. what created a product, so um. Dr. Prince Pambo did not start as Dr. Prince Pambo. Probably started as Kofi, uh, which is the name I'll be called at home. Mm -hmm. Um, I am the last of um, eight children. Mm -hmm. So um, my mom and dad had nine of us. And I happen to be the last. So if I am an Akan, then they would say Nkoma. But I come from the northern part of the country. 100% northerner from the Bolibang boy constituency oh, okay. so that puts me in the new savannah region oh, okay. now mm-hmm. born in Sunyani, uh, so I grew up a bit in Sunyani and continued education um, the typical Saito education uh, in in my village up north and um, so I lost two the siblings to okay. JAMA JAMA yeah. not German so uh, it's around the Bui Dam enclave. Okay, okay, you know, so okay. we are caught in between Gonjala and the Banda, that okay, side of okay, town. Okay, a very okay. kind of hybrid um, ethnic group called Mo. Yes, yeah, so I have six sisters. I, I, I lost one brother and okay. um, a sister. Okay. So that's uh, who I am. Started my basic education from the village, like I said. And then moved on to Tamale, where I had my secondary education I didn't attend secondary school actually I attended a minor seminary
1: okay.
0: uh, all boys uh, were being trained to become Roman fathers so I attended St. Charles minor seminary okay. so okay. there are quite a number of people around I'm sure who would identify with St. Charles yeah. a very small school very very uh, famous actually yes um, I think my class um, Almost all the science students in my class, apart from those who went and became Roman fathers, the rest are doctors oh, I see. and engineers. Okay. So, yes, I am in mean, quite a good school. So I moved from the minor seminary. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the uh, major <laughs> seminary to become a Roman father, because my dad had only one son, which is me. Oh, okay. So, and he was a king. So, if if I became a Roman father, the lineage is gone. <laughs> And um, I'm not sure I regret not being a Roman father. I'm happy where I am. So I moved from there to K and UST. Our time, the K and then N were not there. It yeah. was UST, yeah. uh, where I did my degree in the human biology and then progressed to do the MBCHB, which okay. is um, the medical school. So I attended, um, had my basic medical training. Um, with KNUST. Completed, did um MO ship there. Life was leading me towards uh, trauma emergency. You know, that was how I was looking at it. I mean, sports medicine wasn't part of the consideration. So, um, but of course, even pre-university, family wanted me to do pharmacy i wanted to do medicine family wanted me to attend Lagon, i wanted to attend ken <laughs> so it was a whole uh, mix up you know but then uh, pulled through medical school then along the line an interest in sports medicine just popped up just like that and i got the opportunity uh, to get a national scholarship to go train, because we don't train sports physicians in Ghana my time, so I then had my sports medicine training with the University of Nottingham, UK Okay. and then, um, so really that set me uh, on this journey, because okay. there I met um, great people who were medical officers for FIFA and then I, oh, okay. I came back to this country somewhere 2011 and then I came with a FIFA project called the FIFA eleven for health. So we use football to train children in schools and also to pass on health messages. Because we, we FIFA identified the, the the power of football and then they realized that if you attached a message to a football technique,
1: yeah.
0: kids never forgot it. So we use that tool and we run a very good project here in quite a number of schools. So basically, yes, this has been my journey so far. Married some um, 20, almost 20 years ago to one wife. (laughs) uh, You have to emphasize that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm a novna and uh, people believe we are capable or we are allowed to have more than Especially one
1: also been a prince
0: being a prince yes but then learning from my own dad who is late now though he was a king he had one wife okay. so I don't even have step siblings so That's all him. nine with one woman so I couldn't uh, do it differently so maybe an assurance to my wife <laughs> that uh, It will forever be one wife. (laughs) uh, (laughs) She's got in message. (laughs) No side issues. And uh, blessed with three lovely daughters at the moment. So, yes, this has been my life journey.
1: And uh, as a prince uh, growing up, um, what kind of treatment did you get? Uh,
0: So, so I think my prince was a proper, proper prince, to be honest. Um, I grew up in a village, but really not hardship. You know, normally when people describe, oh, so I had uh, yeah, attended, Saito, yeah. attended a, a, a school, a village in the north, then the only thing that comes to mind is, that uh, okay, so I walked barefooted at yeah. some point. I had a torn pants uh, <laughs> and all that. I think when people want to raise funds, they throw in these <laughs> cards, you know. But I, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, my, my village upbringing, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, was better than a cry of I mean, the son of the king. So, with sisters all over the place. So, really, um, I, I didn't get to to, to suffer, yeah. and, and it was it was quite. I mean, I grew up in a palace, so um, I didn't have to lift a thing. And unfortunately, that's that's making me struggle because I can't cook. Oh. <laughs> my <laughs> sisters would do everything, everything for, for you. you, including washing your, your things. Your so I think a positive aspect of that is it, it, it put me at that level that I needed to work hard yeah. to make sure that I can afford that comfortable life that I know. Yeah. You know. So, okay, now your sisters are not there to wash your things. What do you do? You don't marry somebody's daughter and ask her to wash your things. Yeah. They should be able to buy a washing machine early life. Yeah. You, should, you know, those basic yeah. things. So, yeah, that, that has been it, really. Yeah. Okay. That, I, the, I, yeah, that upbringing was, was a good one.
1: Yeah. I, I got it, but is that how the name Prince came about,
0: or you had a different name? Or? No, no. So, um, like I said, last born when my dad gave birth to me, he was a king, so. You were and, just named Prince? Yes, this is a prince. Okay. Yeah, so it's a title, it's a name.
1: It's a title, and it it's is a name, a, a name yeah. as well. You spoke about sports medicine, and that's the area that many of us know you. Yes, and uh, you also spoke about how you came back in 2011, and you spoke about the, the project that you mm. came back to yeah. back with. How yeah. would you describe mm. that
0: project? It, it, it was um, very successful. I mean, it was one of the flagship programs under Set Blatter and, a bladder, and uh, Professor Yeji Vorak, who okay. was leading. Um, football medicine, as at the time with fever, and of course, when Blatter had to go, and then um, quite a number of his top officials had to also bow out just because of royalty, you know but we ran that program here uh, from two thousand and twelve I think all the way to to two thousand and sixteen and we 've been to every region in this country, we trained a lot of teachers, and then we used those teachers to train um, these school children, and um, up to date, I mean, if you met some of those teachers and the children who went through it, they still remember the messages. We're teaching them things like respect um, the girl child, respect your classmate, wash your hands before eating, and then we chew in things around protection and all that, and we link them to uh, football skills like heading, dribbling, defense. I remember the heading and all that. Exactly, yeah. you know. So it 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 was quite okay, and of course, to to it was a, a, a kind of a corporate social responsibility thing, fully sponsored by FIFA, using the FA. So we use uh, PE teachers who were also kind of football inclined, okay. and we use some of the GFA development coaches. So we actually worked hand in hand with the technical. Uh, department, department of the, of the FA, okay. yes, which know, was headed
1: by OT
0: Akenten. Yeah. Yes, okay. so that was quite um, a good one. Of course, I mean, one of the educational bits I left, I was uh, somewhere 2015 16. Then I developed an interest in the area of sports cardiology yeah. um, issues to do with sudden cardiac yeah. death. I mean, how come black African players were dropping dead more than our Caucasian brothers and all that? So I did a proposal. Again, I got full scholarship from Ghana Education Trust Fund and FIFA and GFA to do a PhD in, in sports cardiology. Okay. So this was a collaboration between myself and my colleagues in Germany, uh, Zabroken. So my supervisors were the national team doctors for the German national team. Okay. Um, Professor Tim Meyer and uh, Jürgen Schahag. Semaya was the senior doctor for the senior side, uh, the German male national team. Okay. Shahag was for the under-21. As at the time, I was the team doctor for Ghana under-20. Exactly.
1: Where so we, we, we
0: did that collaboration where we we did ECGs and ECHOs of the hearts of um, our football players here. And then we compared it to the hearts of um, the Caucasian players uh, in the West, and we, we saw great differences. So it's, it's one of my, my huge interests at the moment, uh, which has put me in one of the new FIFA uh, consensus groups at the moment involved in uh, developing a consensus uh, paper to guide the, the, the screening of adolescent football players okay. when it comes to their... Uh, pre-season training or uh, pre-season screening or pre-competition screening um, exactly what we should pick and the kind of questions we should ask currently we are involved in in that project and I happen to be uh, one of two doctors from Africa I think we are globally anything around 10-12 doctors Wow. Working on this project and this of interest.
1: You mentioned the under twenty, the under twenty bit. Uh, yeah. When you had, when you went to do the PhD in the in University Germany, University. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sports cardiology, sports cardiology. You already working yeah. with the uh, Ghana Football Association yeah. as a team doctor for yeah. the under twenty. Team. Yeah. Yeah. At what point did you start working with the senior uh, with, with the with the national teams of the earth? Uh, so
0: I, I, I think I started working with national teams from twenty twelve. Oh wow! Yes, yes. When when so I came in 2011 and was involved in these uh, FIFA projects and it was um, um GFA collaboration and all that. So that uh, I think sold me uh, to the FA. And um, in, in 2012, you know, GFA they would do their normal research. Yeah. So I was a new uh entry and then uh the then president and his executive committee told i was quite young i mean really uh but it gave the opportunity to start with under 20 and um i think it was a very vibrant team as i mean the under 20 had gone to conquer the world yeah, in 2009 yeah. and then uh, bobo was still the, te- uh, the, the 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 coach yeah. in 2012 and our first assignment was was nice africa we 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 won the silver yeah we played finals with egypt and went to the world and we won bronze in, remember, in 2013 2013 in, in turkey, turkey. Yeah. uh 2015 we were in new zealand i think we didn't impress so much but it was it was a good time you now the tournament uh, mali <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we were very complacent uh, as a team. Maybe. I mean, I'm not a technical person, yeah. but they were just too good for us. So. Uh,
1: but oftentimes, now I'll come back to the, the medical aspect. But oftentimes, when you're on the bench and Ghana is losing, how do you feel?
0: Uh, I, I, I. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. No sé cómo describir el feeling, pero para nosotros, los médicos, cuando el juego está en el no puedes sentir nada que mirar por so Entonces tu mente está... Why is this player not working the way we want him to work? Why is he not able to run well? So you are thinking into the next game. You are thinking into what you will do after the game. So, so you look know at performance. Exactly. You, that, that's what you do. So really, I mean, I've been on a bench and players call goals and I don't get to know who scored the goal because at the time maybe the goal is happening I'm actually looking at another player, all right? Or a player goes and one two. Okay, you go there. So you we'll go in, see and come out, but you are still thinking. It, because mostly I mean ninety percent of the players will tell you we can play. But you come by say, like, Can you really go? You know, and the coaches will be looking at you. It's it's funny because when they are playing and the coaches feel this guy should have this kind of speed, he's not going, then the coaches will turn and look at you a bit. <laughs> you know, so they okay, does a guy have an injury that I didn't pick? You know what I mean? What happened? Did he did he eat too much? You know, so those dynamics are there. So the typical fans are worried. With the goals, okay, we are losing. We get to mourn the losses after the match. You know, so that I've heard comments sometimes. You just enter the dressing room and say, "Ah, so we've lost again." You know what I mean? That's when it dawns <laughs> on you. Yeah, and then and also get to know that, okay, you have a lot of work to do uh, in the medical room yeah. post-games. I mean, sometimes you work till 4 a.m. just to make sure that people people are, fair. especially if it's a tournament situation, all right, because at the end of the game, some players are injured. Now you are thinking of the scans you have to do, uh, which players are going to be ruled out. Um, are you able to... Fixed players within 48, 72 hours for the coach to use them. You know, so those are normally your preoccupation. The outcomes, of course, yes, you, 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 you are interested because, of course, um, there is ma- ma- material benefit to that as well. Yes, so, yeah, I, we feel the same thing any normal Ghanaian will but, but, feel. But, but
1: how challenging is it? You just mentioned something. The player is not putting up a certain speed and the coach will turn and look at you. Hmm. You are taking responsibility for the performance of the,
0: yeah, that, the player on the pitch. That, that's what he signed for. You know, I mean, so the, 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 the coach knows. And most good coaches would discuss maybe their lineups with you. Not that I mean before, but mm-hmm. then once they bring the players up, or you would have to they would let them know. I mean, a day or two before, they would let they would ask, okay, is everybody fit? So, for instance, what we do currently every morning you would have a medical meeting uh, with the coaches so the coaching staff and the medical staff every morning sometimes 7 a.m. you normally will have a medical meeting where you have to brief them on all the medical happenings so if you trained this evening tonight we will work all night through in the medical room and tomorrow morning we have to tell the coach that okay, so after training yesterday we saw these players everybody's fine and today 4 or 5 p.m. they are all available to train all three players cannot train, so we will do a bit of work on the sidelines. You know, So you have those discussions. So if it's a Monday minus one minus two, then the coaches want to know, is every player available for me to pick my 11 and myself from? Then you say yes. All right, so you have signed that everybody's okay. And the coach knows that, okay, these guys here on the wings are supposed to be speedsters. Why are they not running well? Okay, did they have an injury that you are not aware You, you yeah. understand what I mean? So once they finish, you go direct and ask. Is it possible
1: that a player can have an injury? We, we know players. Players yeah. Player yeah. will be injured and tell the doctor, I can play, I can yeah. play. Yeah. But is it possible for a player to have an injury and hide it away
0: from? So, the so at, 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 the, at the very top level, they don't do that. You, you know, they, they, they know what, what's at stake. You know, I mean, you know your performance as a player. And you know if you hide an injury, the performance will expose you like we hear. I mean, if the economy, yeah, whatever yeah, they found, yeah. I mean, yeah. If we know this is what you can do. So if you hide the injury, we will see it. So at the top level, they don't, they don't do that. They will let you know, this is what I have, but then I can do this. You know, so you would have to have that frank discussion with, with the player and the coach. And say, okay, so this player is 70% fit. So it's up to the coach to decide that player A, 70% of player A is better than 100% of player B. So this is what I choose to do, okay? Or the, 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 the role I'm going to get him to play. Ideally, if it was 100%, this is what I'll get him to do. But now he's 70, this is what I'll do. Okay, so I haven't come across a situation where a player is hiding an injury from me. I think what plays out is that if the player's... kind of have confidence in you and know that if I tell Dr. Pambo that I have an ATF or sprain, all right, he'll fix it. Then they'll tell you. Unless, of course, they feel that if I tell this doctor this or this therapist this, he can't even help. Okay, but if you know, I mean, this gentleman can give me $100,000, I mean, why would you hide your poverty? So, really, that is what plays out. That's
1: quite an interesting one, because yeah. sometimes we are watching the game and we are wondering, ah, he's not even kissing the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it, these are human beings, and um, things happen. And, and the body, there's an extent to which we can all understand. So, sometimes maybe there's a face, or some players just tell us, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything, I'm, I'm probably not clicking. You, you can't say much. And there's always the psychological part of everything as well. <laughs>
1: And this journey has brought you to the national team, the Black Stars. How would you describe that journey so far?
0: So my sports medicine journey or football medicine journey um, has been an interesting one. Uh, So so for me, it, it started on three levels, all right? So it started with the fever level. So people typically will go from the base up, Okay, but then I came from the top where okay. I came in with a FIFA project, so I was already recognized as a doctor working with the Federation, which is the governing body. Yes. You know, then I got into uh, my association here. The my association BGFA presented me to the Confederation African Football, all right? So, um I, I've been involved at at these three levels. Okay, so for some major tournaments uh, on on the continent, like the Afcons, like the Chans, like the maybe U 17s and all that, then I have to go and work for the Confederation of African Football as a, a venue medical officer and then then a, 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 a team a doping control a doping control officer as well. So there. Um, if you were in a venue, let's say Abidjan or Yamusoko, then all the four teams at that venue, the, the, the stadium there it's your own. You have to make sure emergency medical services, everything is in place. Um, the hospitals around the entire medical setup, everything is fixed, and then you take charge of doping controls as well. So I've done all that. So at some point, I'm a team doctor sitting on the other side of the table, another point, I'm the supervising doctor conducting the test. So it's, it's been an interesting one. It's been rewarding. It's been challenging, as seen positively challenging, um, because you need to do a lot of work to stay very um, significant and relevant in, in, in your industry
1: what would you say has been the major challenge since you got to the senior national team level
0: okay i'll even go to under 20 so i i had one uh, interesting challenge in under 20 where a player who was supposed to be um, a very good player i mean playing for i think those times chelsea under 20 good defender i mean checking all the right boxes and then he was caught, you know, and um, I remember the first time he had to join camp, under-20 camp, this guy actually trained with the Black Stars, because the Black Stars were also training. I know him. You know, then, and, 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 and there were quite some huge names following him, you know, and we were all very excited that uh, this person was coming to play uh, for us, you know. And I remember after that training, which I was at the... This was part of
1: the 2015 Under-20. Yes, yes.
0: I, I kind of also watched him a bit. So right after the training, he came over, and I saw that his knee was swollen. You know, so the coaches will give their technical input. Oh, yeah, he's this, oh, that's all, but this guy has a knee problem. You know, and it will be difficult to communicate this because this was supposed to be the pillar for for us. When we are traveling out of country, I said, okay, he should sit by me in the plane. You know, I needed to have conversations, you know. He was quite tall, you know. He's purple. I know him. Yes, then it was still difficult for him. We went, we played a few friendly matches, you know, so I called him and said, you know what, I I need to get your medical uh, documentation from your club for us to discuss X, Y. You know, those times, I mean, names were already submitted. Yeah. Finalist, you know, I got a information from the club and this guy had done a couple of surgeries on the knee you know so my decision as a doctor was that yes it's it's going to be dangerous to have him as part of the team because um, he was going to take the slot where a very powerful player could occupy but because he had a big name you know so i said okay i mean from my medical point this guy cannot then okay my big people come, okay, we've submitted a name already. So I went into FIFA books. I said, okay, there's a medical reason you can change a player. So I shot out an email to FIFA and said, okay, we want to change a player. All right. And um, you need to support with um, medical documentation. Now I got a medical document from, from the players' club. I needed the players' consent to send out these documents. But then you are sending it out to, to take him out of squad, how are you going to manage it? You know, but I still spoke to the player. I said, You know what? Uh, we're trying to do something to protect you. So I'm sending this information to Fever, so that we'll all monitor you and see how best we can help. Him. And he said, Yes. So then the next day, um, we were successful to change him. Then it became a media war. I mean, um, the guy is playing well, and Dr. Pambo decided to change him. In fact, they even said um, bribery and what was Exactly. <laughs> and this is the case, the guy himself would say, I'm not injured. Because us at the he time... He
1: actually went and tweeted that he was not exactly,
0: injured. Exactly. You know, but then that, that's a difficulty because as a doctor, you are not permitted to also slap media. Platforms with the player's medical information you had, so I had to tell him that. But I have all this information. Why are you saying this? You know. So for me, that was quite a moment. You know. But then I, I stuck to it, knowing I was doing something right. Fast forward to national team. I think a build-up to the World Cup. Uh, they were players you would expect to be able to come along and all that the injuries started happening yeah, yeah. to players. Injuries. So that for me, it's always a very difficult one, you know, to, to communicate to your coach that not you can't do but unfortunately, player A cannot play. You know, those decisions, and sometimes you have to weigh the options. Okay, so should I... Uh, can he be part of the team for me to try and see if he would um, get better and play? You know, and those are the risks I don't take as a doctor in the sense that um, I feel if you've given me a list of 40 players, then you are telling me they can all play. So if one is injured, I will not risk it. I'll say, Look, he's injured. I can't guarantee you. That if I took him for a tournament or a game, I'll turn things around. What if it doesn't happen? Then it's you, the doctor, who took took responsibility. Yes, so
1: I remember we've had similar experiences where players were taken to a tournament, they couldn't kick a single ball. I remember was there Anthony Annan There was uh, yeah, exactly. They went to the 2013 AFCON, yeah, because they were hopeful that along the line they were fit to play. That's right, And, and it always
0: happens when these players at their peak. You know, so what helps me is because I have interest when it comes to the technical aspect of football. Really, I mean, I think everybody's watching all the games now, Champions League, EPL, that I, If you came to my home, I mean, where, you know, around this time, the males have the rewards. Yeah, yeah. you know. No, no, if you came to my home now, they, they, I mean, you watch all the Opress. All my TV is actually on either CNN or... Uh, I don't want to mention your station so that you see this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about joinings or something. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not very crazy about football. And it helps me because then you get to know a lot about the players. You know, this is what they can do. Purely medical. We're prayer we're proud, If I should speak, but then if the player is injured, he's injured. Wow. And I've seen people come in, slot in, take opportunities, and they make big names for themselves. If you remember a player called Atama, Joseph.
1: Yeah,
0: Atama Lawe. Atama Lawe came and replaced. We went for a tournament where a player got injured. We had to replace, and Atama traveled. Atama was part of the team and was dropped, and then this opportunity came. He came, and that's it. That's how Atama got his international exposures. So, Yeah.
1: You are more the medical person you don't care what happened to the technical aspect of it you we don't want to, to attack have... emotions Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera Pero este comenzará en tu mente
0: ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad
1: ¿Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura?